Bad boy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You have tuned in to the Flyers Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I'm your host, Mark E. Stewart, with my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, this man is the uh, the founder and CEO of what's the name of the company? I don't want to get it wrong. It's, it's, it's basketball basketball one hundred and one. Yeah. which is a elite development training center based here in Atlanta over the last two decades, yeah. doing some amazing things. This man's name is Mr. Dorian A. Lee. He is a fixture here on the basketball scene here in Atlanta, and we want to bring him in and learn a little bit more about his business, and he's going to help us break down the NBA playoffs because he is an expert at what's going on. So and you guys are going to see what we already know here really, really quickly. So, how are you doing? First of all, I always got to do the check-in. How's the family? Man, the family is uh, their family. <laughs> um, I'm Not here. Marie. Hey, hey, everybody's good, man. Everybody's good. And I'm. I, let's just say that I'm enjoying being here right now. Hilarious. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you asking. Uh, yeah, well, I always got to check, man. And oh, we're just getting off an endorsement of yeah. family. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just getting <laughs> off a of spring break. We're just getting oh, okay. off a spring break. Say less. Um, and that was... Uh, that was it. Well, we got a chance to do a lot of trainings. So. Yeah. So I want to, Dorian, I want to jump into, uh, before we get into the NBA conversation, okay. I want to talk a little bit about your journey that has gotten you to the place where you are, where you become a part of this uh, this elite de- player development. What got you here? Tell us about your playing career, everything. I'm going to make a, a long story long. Okay. Right? So, so take your so time. Really, my background, I'm from Mobile, okay. Alabama. So it's, you know, football country. You know, I went to uh, Viger High School. Spelled like Vigor, but it's Viger High School. We were ESPN national champs in football. Okay. ESPN national champs. So we were – you know, highly touted high school for football, but basketball kind of fell by the wayside. So, you know, I never got the type of coaching or training that I think I, I you know, that would have catapulted me to even more success. So later on, after I experienced my entire college journey, Junco, uh, going to the University of North Florida and then finishing at Spring Hill, um, you know, I got into corporate America, man. I played in Mexico for a second. Um, you know, wanted to get back and, and start making some real money, got into real estate, and it took me away from basketball for about seven years. Eight okay. Years. <clears throat> so from that point, uh, I learned a lot in corporate America and, and the background now, how it lends to being a more thorough trainer. Uh, really, I can't, I couldn't replace that, that what I learned you know, the information that I got from being in corporate America for these years, uh, you know, it was eight years or so before I got back into basketball. But um, my final stop in corporate America was a pharmaceutical sales rep. Right. So okay. I thought that was the cure all, end all, be all, you know, got the company card, uh, card, got the, the American Express card. I thought that was it. And, uh, and then I realized, man, I still work for somebody. Right. So at that point, I was just like, you know what, I needed to, to kind of get back to my roots. And um Lo and behold, I was with a young lady, you know, rest her soul. I was, you know, engaged to, and we were in a, uh, at a wedding in Boston. And I sat at the same table as Jay Hernandez. And I've, I've told this story multiple times. But uh, Jay Hernandez, who's an assistant coach now with the Charlotte Hornets, was a pharmaceutical rep, too. At oh, the wow. Time. So we hit it off. He played at Hofstra with Speedy Claxton. They got into the NCAA tournament, got a team that's actually inducted into the Hofstra Hall of Fame. And I was telling him about, you know what? I'm 31, you know, I got a chance to go back over to Austria to play. And uh, 
he was like, man, why don't you come up here and work out with me? And I was like, man, should I work out? I'm thinking he's talking about lifting weights and stuff. Uh, and he was like, no, and I'm skill development, like really working on your game. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? We had yeah. never heard, you know, it's no skill development. Your dad could have. Right. Learned it in the neighborhood. It wasn't right. no coming to the gym. We're going through, you know, uh, you know, drop steps and jabs and triple threat. Literally, Vernon Oliver, and he'll laugh when he sees this. My college teammate took me after practice and showed me how to do a V-cut. Now, you're talking about somebody who led the city or second in the city in scoring behind Antonio Lang that played at Duke, was Grant Hill's roommate, and I didn't know how to get a, make do a V-cut. Wow. Right? wow. And, and so never heard the term. Right. Literally, that was the deficiency. And so he was like, man, how do you get open? I was like, yeah, just shaking, <laughs> move and get the ball. Like, what right. But, you know, it's, it's another way to do it. And so that's how far behind I was, wow. right? In that, in that, you know, skill standpoint, and fundamental standpoint. So I said, you know what? I'll take that train ride. So I took a train ride to Long Island in the middle of February. It was snow, and um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the individual, you know, nuanced, you know, piece of basketball. It had been just team and. You know, like, again, one-on-one -on -one street ball stuff, but how do you break your man down? All of this stuff. And the crazy thing, Jay was in his infancy in terms of training. He went on and had an illustrious training career, and that's one reason it segued into uh, the NBA. Uh, but throughout the years, when I came back, I went to Austria, averaged about 29 for this tour. Wow. Had some offers from Austrian teams, German teams, and the final was the Lithuanian team, and if all they all fell through. And anybody who understands the way this works – the, the further the summer progresses, deals come and go. They were saying, like, you know, when he's 31, you know, what, we're going to pay him? We could pay a young guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, lo and behold, it didn't work out. So, you know, I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to set up shop. And I had that idea to birth uh, Basketball 101, which is, you know, short. We call it B-Ball 101. Right. And um, and that's it. And, and it started with one kid, Alex Salcedo. I'll never forget. Your mom, Teresa, trusted me. And I was in the middle of a jungle. I was at run and shoot. So Oh yeah, I remember running shoot. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I tell you the environment, a lot of people don't understand this. I mean, literally, you know, guys will walk on the court and say, Hey man, that that can we curse on you? Yeah. That man, bullshit don't yeah, work. Yeah. Man, that man, what you teaching them don't work. And then I had to to go from that, then go over there and bust heads, right? <laughs> at the same time. And these real stories and people anybody on here dispute it is lying. Right. <laughs> so I had this this thing I had to it was a fight, but it gave me unbelievable exposure because we were in the middle of everything. So you had kids coming now from, uh, you know, miles around to, to, to come train with me. And that was when I was still, you know, I was 31, 32. So everything I finished was 360 windmills, full windmills. So the the, the my uh, knack for showmanship inside of the training, you know, right. gave another flair with people like I want I want to work with them. Right. So really, that was it, and it, it grew from there. And uh, you know, forty five hundred kids later, nineteen countries, um, NBA, WNBA, you know, Hall of Famers, twenty plus Olympians. You know, it's just that's amazing. It, it's, it's a it's a real story, and it's yeah. a story about you know, kind of locking in on something. I, I remember my uh, my boss when I was in uh, uh, was at Norris Financial, uh, Rufus Hudson. He said, "Man, you're gonna have to plant your flag somewhere someday." And when he said that, that, that really kind of changed my life in terms of, okay, you know, I'm going to plant my flag. I'm going to see where this goes. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, man, if I could just get 10 kids, if 10 kids 
at two hundred and fifty dollars. I was calculating <laughs> the math, right? I, I could survive. No, and it, it turned into something, you know, a six-figure business for the last, you know, twenty years. So it's, that's it's, great. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing. And yeah. I love the entrepreneurial aspect of the story as well. Like you said, that's what that's you awesome. Said six figures. Can I? You got? Can I borrow after the show? No, you you definitely can't. No, that one hundred percent can't. Yeah, you can you can show up with your head. <laughs> I was thinking this morning uh, when I was thinking about the show, and when I played ball in the late eighties, there wasn't this specialized um, not at all uh, training and de- player development. You alluded to that. How do, obviously it's good for business. It's the business that you've chosen, and we've seen it grow. I don't know if there's any real prospects that don't work with specialists Absolutely. Uh, these days. It's good for business. Do you think it's as equally as good for the game? Uh, I think um, with everything, you're going to have your advantages and disadvantages, your, your pros and cons. Uh, for me, I think specialized training, if it's not done the right way, it's really producing a bunch of robots, even though – the, the robots are high-end robots with a bunch of different, you know, uh, a bunch of different amenities, but they still all kind of play the same way. If you, if you look, when you go back, and, and Rick Berry made some interesting comments a few weeks ago, and he was talking about, uh, you know, the game, you know, that they're, they're allowing them to carry, if they call it by the letter of the law and things of that nature. And so I went back, and I was going to call Rick Berry out, so I went back and reviewed all of his film, right? He did everything perfect. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't wow. one single aspect that was even fringe, but it was still based on what he believed the rules to be. Most people have never read the rule book. So let's bring that back to the, to the training. You can have uh, skill, but the sum of your skill doesn't necessarily equal a game. Right. You know, they say the, the sum of the parts equals the whole, but but not in basketball. You can have you can handle, shoot, pass. But if you don't know when, where, how, you know, you don't have the spirit behind it, you you still might not be successful. Case in point, everybody in the league is skilled. Right. Is everybody successful? Now, I know it's some other factors in terms of, you know, big time contracts and 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 popularity and things of that nature. But really, is it? Is, is everybody benefiting from it? Right. I think what's missing is it's a, it's the thing that we added to it that changed the game. We, you know, we're, we're a heavy sparring gym, right? So you can do a lot of stuff on a, on a cone, right? But the cones don't reach. They don't slap at your ball. They don't fight back, right? So we, you got to get the skill, the understanding. But my, the way that I shape it, it's not technical. It's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. So the spiritual aspect of it is... You need to know when, how, where, what, and you got to develop the concepts. And once you understand the concepts, the skill will follow. But sometimes we start with the skill, right? And I'll use an example. I teach you how to shoot. And I say, man, you got to always have your elbow tucked. You got to make sure you follow through. You got to do all of that, man. Make sure that you, 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 you find the scenes. You can create all of this stuff, right? But if the goal's that way and I have you turn this way, do you really even understand the concept of shooting? Right. So it's not just technique. Right. It's spirit, technique, concepts. You gotta be able to to visualize all of this. So how do you uh balance the the idea of individual training 
versus like in terms of like allocation of time for a young athlete versus actually playing and scrimmaging and just going out to the court and balling. Uh, How, what do you recommend to your clients in terms of a ratio? That's a, that's a very good question. For for me, it is. Uh, I think the skills training would be a little less from a time standpoint than would be your actual under the the duress of playing against somebody. Live bullets. Yeah, yeah. live yeah. bullets. So, but it just depends on on in what aspect. If we're doing scrimmages, obviously, if we're playing multiple games, that's probably going to last a little bit longer. Maybe the same as an hour player development session. Uh, the reason the player development session is a, a, an asset is because when you think of of the number of touches that you would get in the course of a of a game, right? Um, pickup game. You're the man. You might be dominating the ball or whatever the case may be. But the number of touches, you know, down the floor somebody shoots. Next trip somebody shoots. Third trip somebody shoots. Worst case scenario, you might be the fifth person to shoot. So that's five trips, one touch, right? Then you might pass that one. Then shoot that time. Like when do you really have a chance to? to really hone in on that. So I always think of the process of development, you know, one-on-one, development, you know, back two-on-two, development three-on-three, development five-on-five, development one-on-one. So you you keep giving them the stuff where you they start to feel more com- confident doing it. You 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 overload like the matrix, like you 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 dump every single program like they did Neil, everything in mm-hmm. it. So it just overflows at some point it just comes out, but you got to put it under duress. You got to test it out. So uh, the ratio, uh, you know, it may be two to one playing to training, mm-hmm. but at times it may be one to one. That's fascinating, man. I could, I could literally go a whole hour talking about this, uh, this business that you're in. One, like you said, uh, you built this from the ground up, but two, you have such a way of breaking it down, and I think our, our listeners would really uh, appreciate it. I do want to jump into this uh, NBA playoff uh, okay. picture a little bit. Um, we One of the most interesting things, I think, about this season, uh, I think you've seen a shift from the dominance of the Western Conference back to the East. I think the East is deeper. Uh, this year, I think uh, probably a bet, probably one of better chances of multiple teams maybe winning it out of the East. At least in my opinion, um, I think the top three teams in the West are legit. I think it goes maybe four deep in the uh, it may be five deep if you count Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn's sitting in an interesting space because they finally find themselves in a play-in game, okay. uh, which I think they'll take down. As of the time of this taping, that game has not happened yet. Uh, but by the time I air it. It will have happened. Um, But I believe that Brooklyn will get through Cleveland and find themselves in round one against the Celtics. What's your take on Brooklyn uh, being able to get out of the play-in and then get into the playoffs? And then that is a fascinating first-round matchup. Anything is possible, right? I picked Brooklyn to win the NBA championship this year, right? I'm on period. record. No period. question. I'm on record. Sands injury, they will win the NBA championship, right? Now, my my thing is, could they lose the play-in? Yeah, <laughs> right? This is the crazy thing about it. Now, do I think they will? No, I don't think they will. Uh, but I think Brooklyn, for me, uh, I, knew, I knew Kyrie would end up playing. I knew money at the end would talk. And he's going to be if he is healthy. You got to remember last year, he was a, you know, they were a big toenail away 
from putting Milwaukee out with without him without him yeah. with and with with James Harden playing sixty percent maybe terrible yeah yeah you know even if he was a hundred he's still yeah. playing terrible yeah and they still almost got out yeah. of that series literally so I, I I like Brooklyn I think to your point you know the depth I'm not so sure that the East is really that deep I think they're deep on paper. I just don't think playoff when the playoffs hit, they'll have a you know many of these teams will have enough. I don't think Boston will have enough. I really don't think Philly will have enough. Uh, Milwaukee, I don't think they will have enough. Right, Re- regardless, I don't think they'll have enough. Miami, I don't I don't think they'll have enough. Right, and it's gonna be so many other factors that determine how play you know teams advance again injuries, right. the way we adjust and coach. But remember, when you got seven days, you know, when you got a, a, a seven-game series or whatever, and you got – all you got to do is focus on this team, it's different than it is in a regular season. A couple of things that uh, – and I like Brooklyn too. I'm a, I'm a Kevin Durant, big Kevin Durant fan and rooting for Brooklyn. My concerns with Brooklyn are this. I think they're deficient from a coaching standpoint. Um, I don't think Steve Nash is good at all. And I don't think he's getting any heat for not being good. I think he's uh, flubbed the rotations. Um, I think guys still don't know their roles. Um, Now, granted, they've managed a lot of injuries. But we don't know. I can't say how he's going to use players that are in and out. Like, is Seth going to play? Like, he's big. he got there and then he's missed about half the games since he's come. And Dragic is in and out. Um, And you got LaMarcus Aldridge who's in and out. But when he's in – he gives you some work, you know what I mean? But then how is he going to be used then once he gets Simmons in there? Coming back. Right, and then then now Simmons is ramping up and how are you going to ease that in? And I have no confidence in Nash to sort that out. Um, the second thing is I don't think he draws up any – like when you need a hoop, he can't drop a play. they literally just relying on Kevin and and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Kyrie. I, like whereas there's certain coaches, like you got guys like Tyrone Lue that can drop a play. Like and get a bucket. Like we need a bucket, and in the playoffs, you find yourself in that position a lot of times. Um, I want them to win, but when they go cold shooting, they don't get enough stops on defense. Okay. So this would be it would be very rare that a team outside of the top ten in defensive defensive efficiency could go all the way. So I hope you're right, but I think that they could get tripped up in the play-in, but they could also go all the way. Absolutely. Which is which makes it a little wild. Um, my sleeper is Toronto. That's a that's a that's a deep you went I'm a, did, did we, no, was deep, been, no. but you just took us down. No, okay, so the two the two teams I think have been playing the best down the stretch is Boston. Boston's <clears throat> what, twenty six and five over the last thirty one, uh best record since All Star Break. Um they're playing ridiculous defense. But so is Toronto. Toronto's got six guys, seven feet wingspan, second in deflections. Yeah, Achua, yeah. Like, Boucher, yeah. Siakam, yeah. and uh, oh, the other guy escapes me. But, yes, that's three right there. Yeah, but they're like – they're long. Kim they're Burch, athletic. They lock you up on defense. They ball pressure defense. Mm-hmm. And in a – they can catch and see where they are. I think they're going to give Philly Oh, Scotty fit. Barnes. Scotty, and Scotty Barnes playing amazing as a rookie. Yeah. I think they're going to get Philly fits. I think they're going to get Philly out of there. Well, I think. I think Philly will lose in the first. Yeah. Game. Well, well, Philly. Then they, well, any team with Harden 
can stick can lose. Absolutely. And I think that you know, for as much as I <laughs> love Harden, that's yeah. a fact. You know, I yeah. love I do I love Harden. Me too. Uh, but I love he's he's kind of like a Westbrook guy in, in this regard. Absolutely. I love to watch them play like when they're going hot, when they're going good. I mean, they're they're must see television, especially Harden with his passing abilities, ability to score, particularly shoot contested shots and have them go in consistently. Um, so yes, but as it relates to them advancing, um, yeah, I, I could I could see Toronto knocking them out. I could see another disappointing ending in Philly where everyone wants to burn the the was the whatever whatever they play, burn the whole uh, arena down. <laughs> right. Um, I like. I, I'm gonna tell you who I like now. I guess in the East, like me, it's not. And I, they're the number one seed, right? So it's Miami, but it's not number one. It they don't feel at least in my opinion, like the overwhelming number one seed in the East, right? Because the the from the first seed to the 10th seed, separated by 10 games, which right. is the closest it's been since uh, 77. Right. But I think anytime you get Jimmy Butler, especially at home, wherever – at home, it's like – that's going to be like he's going to make it like playing in a prison yard. Yeah. And, and, and any team going in there, whether it's Brooklyn, whether it's – Whoever you you, you if Jimmy in the playoffs, yeah, and Bam Abadio, I mean, yeah. they play such excellent defense. And you have a veteran coach by uh, Spolstra who has taken his team deep into without LeBron. Has to they 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 went to the finals like in the bubble. So yeah, Spolstra, oh man, Spolstra like, can coach man. Yeah. So and you know your you boy know. wanted to get him fired fifteen games into the original experiment. <laughs> yep. And 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 but anyway, we won't. Get so I that. like Spolstra. We won't get it. I like we, Jimmy. We, we actually are going to get it. I that. like Jimmy. <laughs> Um, but how I'm how I'm looking at the playoffs, you know, I ain't even looking at I, like who I think is going to win. I think I'm as, I'm just going with black coach. We got four black coaches <laughs> in the West. We got four in the East. And I don't know if they did that on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I only did that on purpose. But hey, I take it. You know, so I'm going with who I want to win is Willie Green. I mean, it don't get no blacker than Willie Green. You texted me that the other day. So, Willie, Willie like if Willie Green and the Pels could win the championship, nothing would make me happier. Now, yeah, now I'm going to date myself. I'm going okay. to date myself. So, y'all remember what's happening. Yeah. Right? Of course. And Wayne, when he was betting on football games. Yeah, because uh, of the helmets. The helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he liked the helmets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Willie. That's what he just pulled. Because well, Willie, <laughs> Willie don't even make it to this level of excellence. Like, most people name Willie. Then Willie Green. They're like Willie Green always got it. He got to go check on his check. Oh, they bumming the supervisor they, right now. Willie Green yeah. bumming a cigarette from somebody <laughs> somewhere. Willie Green is bumming, and he need a light. He get the cigarette. Like, hey, you got a light? Like that's what this what Willie Greens do. They messing with my hours. My old lady on my nerves. That's Willie Green. So I'm rooting for Willie Green. In, in serious, in the serious sense, who do, who do you feel if you had to kind of put money on two horses to come out and get in the Eastern Conference Final? Who's who would you put in the East? I'm not. I'm not betting against Jimmy. Um, I'm not betting against Spolstra. Uh, I think that when it comes down to, I think when it comes down to the playoff bass, I think Jimmy has shown the ability to uh, really intimidate. He's a dog for yeah, real. Yeah, really intimidate and really lift his squad, um, and just in ways that you know I, I don't think these. I, I don't think Brooklyn makes it past Boston. That I mean, Boston's the number one defensive team in the league. Yeah, uh, but we got to look over the last. So when we talk about you're right. the All Star, but I think got to look at the schedule since the All Star mm-hmm. break. It was it the toughest? Maybe it was. I hadn't even checked. Though it's so many different factors, right? And the biggest thing is, do people revert back to old habits 
under the pressure and the scrutiny of the playoffs. That answer is yes, right? Of course they do. Exactly. You so know, of Harden, course they do. You can X him out. Yeah, yeah. Because you're saying contested shots, whatever. He is notoriously terrible in the playoffs, and part of it. He's not big time. Well, part of it has to do with He's the regular fact. season time. When, when you can shoot the basketball, like really shoot the basketball, and, and that's your primary source of scoring. Harden really isn't a shooter. He's a scorer who can shoot, not a shooter who can score. So when the lanes start to to, to Clog. shrink, right, and you can't get to the rack, it's a different psychological effect when you can't get like, okay, if I'm off tonight, I can get to the rack. But now, no, you got to be on. Or they're not bailing them out. Well, they put yes. to the line like point. they have. Yeah, yeah, in the regular season, they'll call in in the, in the playoffs, and I, I like it officiated this way. They're not as quick to blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting to the, and that could be a problem for Embiid, who leads the league in free throw sure. attempts. So when you're talking about being able to get to the line, you 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 know you're you're customarily used to taking the contact, hearing the whistle blow. So when you don't hear the whistle blow. Are you going to come out? Are you going to come out and of here? Contact. Yeah. yeah. Are, well, yeah. well, and are you going to let that bother you mentally? Yeah. You know, and are it you going to in the past? Are you going to start complaining to yeah. the refs, or are you going to bear down and be able to just be okay? We playing like this now because a lot of oftentimes, I and I, you know, I see this on on every level when the either the the coach or the players are allowed to consistently complain, they never stop, and normally they never play well. Whereas if a coach goes, "Hey, f the refs." We're play, like we're gonna play through this. We're gonna right. get through. Like the refs ain't gonna bail you out. Then yeah. a lot of times that takes the attention away from I got fouled to I'm just gonna go in here. And I'm 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 pl- like you're playing almost at a run and shoot or wherever where, right. you, where, where, where I know for a fact the whistles not or not for a fact, but you're not banking on the whistle to bail you out. Where well, Embiid plays for the whistle. One hundred percent. He plays for that whistle. And so does so, Harden. Yeah, but but I'm a, you know I'm gonna ask Mark. You you don't have faith in Steve Nash, obviously. You know he doesn't have the track record. He's yeah. shown some other uh, deficiencies. Yeah, you got faith in Doc Rivers. Um, I'll say this. I well no, I think the I think the 76ers are trending in the wrong direction. Okay. Um, right now, but obviously, so much hinges on Harden. Which we, are we gonna get playoff Harden? Like you said, you tend to revert back. So if, as sitting here right now, he'd have to prove it to me that there's something new that's happened with him. Yeah. I don't think the 76ers are a real threat. Um, the issue also with Brooklyn sitting at at best seven is they'd have to go two, then beat three, then beat one. And I don't even know if anybody's ever done that to get to the finals. Yeah. But to your point, they can do it. Yeah. My problem with Brooklyn is just defensively. It always been like not enough stops. That and that's 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 yeah. and that's always if you look at the guys who win the title year in year out, it's normally the number one or number two defensive defensively ranked team uh, in the league. That's that's when when we you can say what you want about the Splash Brothers. They were number one in defense Absolutely. when they were winning. Absolutely. You know, last also year number one in mid range buckets. Where people love to say that the mid range is gone. They were always top one, two, or three in the league during that stretch in mid-range bucket. Yeah, yeah, opened that, up everything else, Elaine right. and, and, and Rams. That's a great so. point. So for me, I I don't – It's it, okay, they're the, – Willie Green, okay, I'm on record with that. But normally it's not who I necessarily think is going to win. I just, I just go to history, and I just go to defensive ranking, 
And generally, that's the, that's the guy. That's the team, not the guy. That's the team. When the Lakers won it in the bubble, people say that the bubble helped them. I'm not saying it did or it didn't. They were number one in defense that year. Yeah. Yeah. Let and I ask, think the Bucks were number one last that's year. That's what I was going to ask. Why? How come? And this is not just here at this table, but this is in the discussion everywhere. How come nobody likes the Bucks? Because, I didn't like them last because, year because they cause, won because Chris Paul was out. If Chris Paul was playing, I don't think they win that. No, I, I, I don't. And I don't. they had to. And they had to have the heroic comeback. Like I think they were down what two zero in that I series. I just think I think Giannis and Jimmy Butler are similar, right? And, and, and this is what I mean by similar. Giannis is great. They're different, right? They're they're, they're different animals. They're, they're on. They're not on the same tier. But Giannis, Giannis can't demand. He can't get a bucket like we we believe he can get a bucket. You can ISO him, and he can he can hit your shot. He can get in the mid range. He can get all the way to the rim. Usually, it's a a downhill, some type of whatever a forceful effort to get a bucket. Jimmy Butler just doesn't have the skill to go get you a bucket like that every time. He can have hot games just like anyone can have mm-hmm. hot games. When it gets down to playoff basketball you gotta have the person that can truly go get a bucket and and can chris middleton do it yeah it depends right you can't very skilled very no unbelievable player man but can he do it every single time you 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 need need it it. and he can do it over 16 games yeah that that's that's all that matters it doesn't matter if he can do it you know 28 times can you do it 16 times that's that's the only thing that matters that's my issue with the bucks with miami with philadelphia it's that one person or two that can go get you what you need all right we'll 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 put a pin in that brooklyn for you i'm not even ready to say yet i want brooklyn to win but like I said, I got I got questions. <laughs> I got questions. I think that's a bold statement. That's fair. Fair. No, it is a bold. It is a bold. It is a bold statement. You know, most people, oh man, it's it's easier to say they won't win, of course, than it is to say they yeah. win. Yeah, I've been saying they're not going to win it ever since KD first got there. So normally, this is the the show he and I, where if we we don't wait until things seemingly have you know you can pre- predict, predict predict. Yes, yes. we I, I, we like if we feel something. We'll say it, you know. Yeah. So you, we appreciate that prediction for yeah. sure. We, I, I, I have a spec because if you see it, you okay? No, no, they're gonna win it. Or they're not gonna. Whatever right. it is, we just you, you go out on a limb, and 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 I think you know predictions. It's okay to be wrong. I'm not saying Toronto is gonna come out, but Toronto's getting Toronto getting. I'm gonna say they're getting. They're gonna get uh, yeah, but but Philly get, out. Of there. But get okay, they're gonna get so, Philly so they're out going of that. to the conference semis. Yes. Okay. I'm saying that for sure. But I, and, and I, I like think, it. And I think whoever they line up with, they're gonna have, it's going to be a problem. Let me ask you a question. I think so Siakam Chicago just plays two up and down. Chicago, Chicago's my team. That's my team team. They're out. Okay. So we're we're DeMar, four. They can't, they can't muster I'm going to tell you, we not big enough. Zach can't. We, they can't those guys, up. listen, they play. They played an amazing regular season. We don't have the big. Patrick Williams is a player. But it wasn't, and I said this to you before, about a lot of guys, is there enough – a runway to get the plane in the air for certain guys. Ben coming back. Patrick Williams been back maybe 10 games. He had a great game last night, obviously. No sure playing. It was like, yeah. damn, near summer league. But he, but he went for 35. But it was nice. It was a nice 35 to show what he can do. We don't have the size. And you got teams like Milwaukee, who we're starting with, that's just bigger than us. They just bully us. They just bully us. I think y'all a different team with Lonzo. And Lonzo, and Lonzo yeah. being out is a because yeah. Lonzo, what Lonzo gives you 
is he pushes the ball. He gets you. He gets you defensively saying. locked down. Yes, but him what, and Caruso. What's underrated and though, DeRozan, great on-ball defenders. Though. But you know what's underrated about about Lonzo, and he doesn't really classically run the point unless you're pushing the ball. But he advances the ball quickly and gets you a lot of easy baskets. And in the playoffs, those become valuable because they're not easy to get in the playoffs. Guys get back there. That's why I worry a little bit now. Now, so let me step back a second. That's why I worry a little bit about Brooklyn, because a lot of times, even Kyrie, he he wants to he brings the ball up, even when you don't have the numbers. Just the ability to push the ball ahead to sink the defense allows for a lot of trail scoring opportunities that people miss in basketball because they wait for the defense to be in front. You never you never sink it. So if you can get the ball out, which, again, that's a trait that Lonzo has always had, uh, something that Magic had, yep. where people – you got this – the highlights of Magic running the break and you just felt like he dribbled up. No, Byron, Byron Scott will yep. bring it up sometimes. James Worthy with one hand, right hand, bring it up <laughs> all yeah. the way up, and he'll come back and get it yeah. and, and, and run it. That's something that's missing, I think, from Brooklyn. Since yeah, since and, and 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 we're gonna talk about this later. But uh, Magic would push like that on sometimes off a off a off a make. Hey, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he would he would push off a make, and that was what made them particularly exciting. I don't see it enough, but you see it with Lonzo, you see it with uh, his brother Melo. They understand the importance. I guess their dad taught him this: push the ball, the ball yeah. push the ball up the court. All right, let's let's switch to the Western Conference, mm. which I think. I personally think it's really about the top three teams: uh, Phoenix, Memphis, and 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 maybe Golden State. Maybe Golden State. Yeah, Golden. Well, Golden State. They don't have Curry. They're not sure if he's coming back. I don't think they're going far without him. He's coming back. He's coming back. They don't know when. They're like, I it they could go. be ready for the play. They said. They said maybe this first round, maybe not. That's what I read as recently as today. Nah, if he, oh, if he ain't, you ain't yeah, got the yeah, two-time yeah. MVP. Yeah, yeah, you but I, I, I have then, them coming out if he's if. So he's you healthy. like them to go all the way? You don't like? Yeah, I have them. I have Brooklyn and Golden State in the finals. Oh, oh I mean gosh. that's money right yeah, there. He, like, yeah. everybody, like, I would love to see that. The commissioner would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, the fans would love that. Yeah, but I mean, that would be must-see television. Well, listen. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Clay's Curry getting shot back, and Katie. <laughs> well, and he's playing 38, yeah. 39 minutes a night, which is what you want. And he so he's been able to using that analogy they've had enough runway to get his game right back where it needs yeah and and then obviously with the uh with the development with the the injury to clay now you've got a guy in jordan Poole you know can give you buckets uh gary payton's uh, played a lot of valuable minutes so i know we're going deep into the crevices here but i like golden state for the same reasons you do i mean if you get if you get if you get steph back now i didn't i didn't know well he ain't back yet and they're not sure if he's gonna be back come on in the first round Come on now. That's that's crazy. Cause, cause or, or all, what he, all or, I've heard is that yeah, it, the regular season was out. Right. He was he was, you know, he was gonna be and out. and he's got ankle history. Oh sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he got, got light skin ankles. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> a little tender. What's your take on? I know where he stands, so we'll come back to him. We are gonna let him go second on this one. Talk a little bit. Break Memphis down a little bit and talk about their chances. I like I like Memphis. I like Adams. Because you got to have that, that not just, we use these terms too much, like the dirty work guy, you know, the whatever. Adams is a high IQ post player. The way you set screens, the way you hold those screens, the way you free up folks, the way that you direct the ball, he's like a, a point center type. 
player, right? Yeah. And a lot of the stuff doesn't add up in the, in the box score. So you, you'll never know he's doing the things he's doing. The Bane kid, I love, man. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a bigger, I mean, almost identical version of uh, Jason Williams back at Duke. Short okay. arm, yeah. funny, he just light skin a little bit, yeah. a little bit bigger. Yeah, he can he can really play. Yeah, the problem would be the, the person I like the most on the team. The problem would be Ja Morant. Sure, you really can't shoot it. How how streaky? Yeah, streaky. How yeah. are they gonna you know really play when it becomes a half court, true half court game? Those are the questions you gotta yeah. ask with Memphis, right? They they got some they got some pieces. And what's the other uh uh Jackson? Yeah Jaron uh, Jaron Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. They got they got some pieces, but man, are they really battle tested? Like Well that's the question. You don't usually see don't think so. a team in their first real push in the playoffs go that deep, but there is precedence with last year's Phoenix team. That was kind of like their first real run, and they were able to at least get to the finals. In Atlanta, too, but that was, yeah. again, circumstantial. Yeah, I think um, the thing that should scare you, and a lot of it is matchups with, with uh, Memphis, is that they're big. Yeah, They're big, they're physical. Um, and like you said, they, they play, I feel like they play, and maybe this is not like 1-12, to 12, but a high IQ style. Of of play with their with their main guys because even a lot of times even on those pick and rolls pick and pops there's a timing element to how you come how you dive when you dive are you a step slow you you know you're gonna go quick to allow allow the guy to move and they're good at figuring out and reading the defense and playing off of that and then they got the shooting yeah. um, so I think they're gonna they're gonna be they're kind of like I look at them my sort of comp for them is is Toronto where they're going to cause problems. How far will those problems take them? I don't know. I, I'm not prepared to say all the way out of the West, but they're going to cause trouble. You're going to have to work to get through them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix been the best team in the NBA all year. Y'all don't think y'all don't think they're going to make it? But, but rarely, rarely um, – I, I shouldn't say rarely because you do have uh, teams that w- will run the, 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 the gamut, but they're not they're – not, um, play off they're not contenders like last year why did they get there like you you asked were they the best team in the west last year you know you know maybe maybe not I look at that Phoenix team like the Phoenix that Charles Barkley was on I thought they were a really really good team good regular season but I think once they get into the meat and potatoes and that doesn't mean they can't go deep just like that Phoenix team went all the way right to to the finals right I think they could get potentially get to the finals I don't know uh in seven games right now regular season but seven playoff games they can beat Golden State that's full throttle it I I think the key and maybe this is an easy observation but I think the key in a uh Golden State uh Phoenix is is eight like it may be easy to say that but it's like I don't know if they have a direct answer for the eight net we see this year well and I, but I think for me, and that's a that's I think this all all boils down to the health of Steph. If Steph is healthy, they beat Phoenix. They beat them. That this I just I, easy or they, no, I don't uh, think anything's easy. I think easy? Yeah, it, could be, it could be like yeah. Houston and 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 uh, Golden State some years ago. Right, that was another CP three injury. That was another CP three injury. Right. Yeah, that, you, that, you know what the that, real that sank and, that battleship. So, so, no sidebar. Right. Do you know what the real issue with that series was? If y'all really go back, 
certain stuff, and this is this is why I've argued, and this is another episode. This is why I've <laughs> argued that the team before Kevin Durant got to Golden State was a better team than the one with with Kevin Durant on it. Now, top five, the, the, the first five, way better than the first five of the team the year before, the 73 and 19. But what happened was when you had – they were switching and you had uh, Chris Paul getting on KD, it's so inviting to say, you know what, I'm posting him, throw it down. But you're not 100% on post-ups with Chris Paul. And it's not an easy post-up like most people think. So what ends up happening is you get away from what really is your bread and butter, which is cutting, moving, flowing. The and triangle. it's so yeah. inviting. Yeah. It's like a dangling carrot. Right. And that's what really happened to them more so than just Chris Paul getting hurt. They got sucked into playing an old traditional style of basketball. And you can see the progression. You saw the progression the more that, that Katie was there, what, three years or two years? Three. 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 Yeah, he got hurt. His he got hurt the last third. Yeah. So they would have won again. But he started to to uh his his usage rate went up every single year. So he bought in the first year. Second year, he's kinda like, all right, you know, all right. Third year was like, look, this is what I do kind of thing. Yeah. And felt like they were gonna get there. And that's one reason he ended up getting injured because they were playing heavy minutes. The way they were playing wasn't conducive to to uh, avoiding that wear and tear, but that's that's sidebar. But that's one of the main main reasons. But uh, I'm I'm with you. I do not believe a healthy Golden State team is gonna lose, especially with the experience. I don't think they'll lose to to Phoenix. I, yeah, I don't think they lose to anybody in a seven game. I, I mean, that's meaning, interesting. Meaning, I think they I think they win the whole thing I, if they're healthy. I, I'll say this, and then I'm a I'm gonna go on record with this. Um, I think next year is their year. That, that, that makes sense. I think next year I, is their I year. I think this year with Draymond, because they haven't had their guys. True. We talk about experience, but when Clay came back, it, what was it, two games? Steph was hurt. Yeah, we talked. And Clay about was a shell of himself. I text you. Time. I was like, yeah. man, they, get they can't even. And then then Draymond came back, so it's like they haven't had their core, and that's where all experience is. Everybody else is new. Well, because okay, so in your to to piggyback on your argument, right? To you think. When they all are on the court, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna synchronize. Right, but it, it don't work. Like it don't that. work like that. Yeah, it now, don't work like to that. your earlier point, when the opponent is the same every day, that speeds that up. Now, if you got to go and you're game planning for different teams and you're traveling, well, doing all that, and you got, I think you get three yeah. in two, three Steve days. Yeah. Is, is is and this I get, you know, lambasted for saying this. I think he'll go down as a top five coach of all time. I don't think there's any question about that. But people argue with me about that. Because, because they think he of, had the talent. Yeah. yeah. He. It, it, oh, no, that's my. Nah, that's how I feel. He's a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. I mean, because you look at Bill Walton. Bill Walton lost what? Uh, no, no. Uh, his uh, son. Luke Walton. Luke Walton what, lost like two games when, when Steve was out. Like, if Steve does this with another, uh, goes somewhere else and does this, then yeah, okay. But until then, like, he, whatever. Yeah, see, I, I see that. I think different about NBA coaching, and I see it. It's well, how, kinda, how do you explain this Luke Walton's success only losing, I believe, well, two games? It was a short window. But it was we all the way up to the All Star break. On, we can use Chicago. We can use Chicago. Jordan was trending towards the championship with Doug Collins. Now, would he have won six? We don't know. We, we you know, we're not soothsayers. We don't know, right? At the end of the day, though, right? They were trending. They got into the Eastern Conference Finals, right? But then when you have someone who make 
who comes in and can organize the talent a little bit better. You also have a person like an MJ, and we could say Steph or somebody else who say, you know what, we're going to buy into something new because Steph had the same rejection early on to the way that uh, Steve wanted him to play as MJ had with the way that Phil Jackson wanted him to play in the triangle. So what happens, it's always that point in time where you say, you know what, if I don't, and this is my third coach, fourth coach, whatever, if I don't adhere to it, they're going to start pointing the finger yep. at me. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and bite the bullet. I'm going to buy into it, and I'm going I'm to I'm go. That's why I say Steve. Mark Jackson is what we call a uh, – uh, a in-between coach. He's culture a, changer. Culture changer. Yeah. He was important. He was actually necessary yes. in order to get Steve and Steve yeah. to get to that level. Just like Doug Collins was yeah. necessary for Phil Jackson to, to receive the credit he's received. But at the end of the day, Steve Kerr can coach. And I mean, I think yeah, he's I, not I think he not saying he can't coach. He ain't top five. I mean, you you you, you were very eloquent yeah. what you were saying, but I, I categorically Arba, disagree. Well, tell me how Red Arbuckle with, with supplemental drafts, paying people under the table to get, get drafted. Yeah, hey, that, was, that was gangster. That's gangster With the stogie. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Phil. You think yeah. inheriting uh, that team with I just MJ, think Phil right. went to, to the Lakers. and I just want to see no. Steve do it. I just want to see Steve do it with another squad. That's man, all. That, man, don't go with that. He went to the Lakers. Went to I the could, Lakers I could with go. Shaq and Kobe. And, hey, but, but he went but to the, the Dale Harris. But the, Harris but the Lakers out. were a disaster Dale, until he got there. But, but you, you uh, Dale uh, Harris. Uh, yes, yeah. Dale Harris was horrible. Okay, you see that? Dale Harris. Your mama tell you to get up and take the shower. Then your daddy come in there and tell you to get up and take the shower. It's a difference between folks now being accountable. Hell, he coached Mike. If Mike, yeah. it was good enough for Mike. Now Kobe and and Shaq have pressure now. Yeah. Because now it ain't the problem. He won with MJ. You still got to be able to do it. I just want to see Steve do it somewhere else. That's all. Well, I think I, that's fair. Well, of Red, course, but didn't do it anywhere yeah. else. Ain't nobody talking about Red. But I, I'll say this: like <laughs> you look at his pedigree as a player. Except for like He's working, working with 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 Phil as a player, and then working with with Pop as a as an assistant you. coach. His like everything that's been poured into him Mark, is Mark, grade A top it, end stuff. Think about it, even on a on a, he is like the greatest combination. You're talking about just from a coaching aspect. He had arguably two of the greatest coaches ever. That he was a, an understudy. Phil. But he also played for both with of them. two of the well, pop greatest too. Yeah, pop players. players. Yeah. So now he understands how to get in roles and how to even communicate what gets people to tick. Because he played with arguably the greatest. Well, when I hear him talk, I do I, I do see why he is successful. But I also, you know, you also you just have to look at for me anyway, I'm looking at the personnel. And did he pull the strings on a lot of that? Well, yeah, but I would like to see him do it with a different cast. And I just think for me to – you talk – I ain't saying he's not a good coach, but top five. I would even say, too, one of his great coaching jobs was getting uh, that Golden State team last year into the plan. And then, yes. And then, <laughs> yes. And then, you and like I said, I always – and I started my argument with this. You look at what Luke, Luke Walton came coach his way out of a paper, wait, paper, wait, wet paper bag. And he lost. I think it was two games, and he was the he was the coach for the. And you know, we we know that the the leaders of the conference when it comes to the All Star break, those coaches get to coach the teams, yeah. right? 
and Luke Walton found himself coaching the West <laughs> yeah. because of this collection of talent that he took over. And I think that and so you so by talent, you, so he took over a team that was already fine tuned. It's not a collection of talent. You talking about bro, a team? Let, let, that, uh, yeah. let, let's let's let's. You talking about one of the best mind, on-ball can we, defenders? Can we go down this this short rabbit hole, and we're gonna climb back out. <laughs> For anybody to believe that Steph was gonna do what Steph has done. For anybody to say they believe Clay would be who he who he is, Draymond is a G League journeyman without Clay or Steph. No way. No, not a G League journeyman. G League journeyman. No way. Right? He's not the 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 Draymond Green that we see. Another black name, Draymond Green. No, no, that's exceptionally black. <laughs> that's like black and mild. That's not black and mild. Yeah. That that's like Cisco black. malt liquor black. That's Y'all are terrible. <laughs> My, my point is this. It's amazing once people become good. How many times have you heard? I, I, and I keep seeing people. I got on a dispute this morning. I, I laugh at them now. But Jordan had two three-peats. They only showed a picture with Rodman, uh, Kukoc, whatever. They don't show that first team, the pictures. There's not a player in NBA history that could have taken that team to three championships, except for MJ. Honestly. So when we talk about now they're, oh, he had everybody. He had Stacey King. He had, yeah. they, they use this. BJ yeah. Armstrong. He had Will Purdue. I've literally he never heard they, anyone make that argument. No. Man, I have. They oh had Stacey no, King. No, no, no. They, they had, no, like, yes, what? No, yes. LeBron, LeBron fans will what? How use that, that, that argument. Happen? Yes. Will use that argument. Yeah, Stacey King. That they were, lo- that they they were, were loaded. BJ yes. Armstrong. 100%. Casey, they will, they will use it. And I'm sitting here saying, are you serious? That we didn't think they were gonna win with that team. I'm very well, thankful. I, I will to say God this. I will, I will say this though. I, I will say this though. Those were well constructed teams. teams. Thank you. But not with individual. Well, players that's like and the Pistons. The Pistons. The, the prior the, to the, the taking over. The Pistons. Field. The yes. Pistons had a great team. To you know, Joe and Isaiah and Lane Beer. The them together. The, yeah, it's what w- made it were work. better than the you know the. Uh, well, before listen, we I gotta move on before we before we get out of here. I do want to um, acknowledge uh, late last night, and it happened kind of weird because they didn't even get a chance to get into the to the meeting. But it got announced that Frank Vogel is going to be the absolute scapegoat for what everything that happened in Los Angeles. Um, real quickly, wow. And you knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. But I think is I think he got a like a very unfair shake in LA. I think and, and now and all my Laker guys are like, yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, he got out coached. And I'm going, when? When? Frank Vogel's a good yeah, coach. I, but but I've always been on record, so it's gonna be a con- uh, Yeah, let us know how I want to get your I want to get your campaign on me now because I'm gonna tell the truth about this. The de facto GM is responsible, which is LeBron James, right? I think I've never seen in history a player with such great he, – he's, he had an incredible career. He will go down as arguably the greatest single career in history. So it's it's only three in that category, career. You're talking uh, Kareem, Carl Malone, and LeBron in terms of numbers, statistical yeah. numbers, right? You add his championships, he's second behind Kareem, arguably, right? But I've never seen anyone – who's had the level of talent. Now, you want to talk about loaded. The level of talent and didn't get the most out of his his teams, his players. 
the Lakers, regardless of injury or whatever, they've had enough pieces on that floor throughout the course of the year in order to be respectable, to make the playoffs. Somebody who is predicted to win uh, the West potential, they were top one or two to, to win the West, that you don't even make the playoffs. So we got to start talking. Is that Frank Vogel? Right. That's that's Vogel. No, my bad. It's Westbrook. Oh, my, my bad. It's, it's, it's AD. the rubber knees yeah. of AD. Oh, my bad. It's, it's LeBron 37. But then when he scores 40, LeBron 37. Yep. It's the same argument. You At preaching. Some point, you you preaching right now. You got to be able to just say, "Look, man, I'm I'm pat, you know, I'm I'm stat padding right now. I understand. I'm trying to, to to secure the legacy. I thought it would be easy. I wanted to take shortcuts, but it's very hard to take shortcuts to championships, right? What happened with your boy a few years ago? What the Kawhi Leonard do? The Kawhi Leonard dude changed the way. I'm what? looking directly at you, Rob. Because you, because you just, you, you like you, you're bordering on. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Insanity. This is why. This is a brilliant observation. You so, just be. I'm gonna let you have the last word. So, no, so you got the last word. Let him no, finish. No, so, so, let him finish. You gonna let me have the last so, word in the hold promo? On, let me, let me. <laughs> why did, why did, and we can argue this because I got, I got a good, good friends who Canadians. We argue this. <laughs> oh, well, they had already beaten Golden State during the regular season, so Toronto probably was gonna beat them with a healthy. The boy came back in 11 minutes, KD, and showed why he was the greatest yeah. player on the planet. Kawhi was a beneficiary of of them of him getting hurt, right? So yeah. now, now you believe that that one year, you remember that one year deal? Okay, that's it. So he went to he went to LA. Same thought he was going. I can only play. I'm gonna play 40 games, 50 games, and then I'm gonna show up, and we're gonna win here too. How has that worked out for Kawhi since? Toronto. Nothing. Right? So what we're saying is that belief that you can construct it quickly and it's going it's going to uh, become a cohesive unit to win, it's really fool's goal. He already won a championship in LA. I'm not sure you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, bubble gum or the yeah. bubble The Mickey championship. Yeah, he the already Mickey, won the, the Mickey Mouse. Okay. They, yeah. they they were number 1 in, in defense. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna so, give you the I'll give, like, Rob, that I'll ain't give you gum. Rob, I'll give you the last word. No, I didn't so there's two no, playoffs there's no, missed. There's no one first round exit and a bubble championship. You cool with that? He already won his championship in LA. Okay. And you you do know those other teams were in the bubble too, right? Are you aware of that? Everybody wasn't in the bubble. You you're aware of that, right? Can I, oh, can right. I at least, because I, I was going to let you have the last word, but just <laughs> let me just interject because yeah, everyone uses right. that. Everyone goes, everybody was like, that's such a, such a, uh, a basic argument that everybody was in the bubble. Okay. Apply a larger context. We in a, a pandemic at a time when it was literally like a plague. We didn't have uh, vaccines. We didn't have anything. People were dying. There were guys that were in that bubble that didn't want to be in that bubble. So you like, take a thirty-six-year-old LeBron James, old as hell, want to be away, well, you know away from his because family, it meant the away most from his bed. Because it meant the most to, to his legacy. That's Thank ridiculous. You. It meant the no, most. No, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But, but because you, you don't. No, because you don't like LeBron and you don't like LeBron, so it's it's convenient. So y'all, you guys are like the Wonder Twins. What was said during those meetings, right? And this is not. Of course, you do hearsay. This is of course. Okay, all right. You can you you weren't there, right? You was there. I, no, but I know for a fact because it's been it's substantiated by multiple Lord, sources. Give me of how I'm going how to the, I'm really, going to the com on, app. Really, I'm going into the com app. Hold on, let because I want to I want to let him let him speak. Let how, speak. It, how it really played out, right? LeBron wanted to be there because he knew this was his best chance of winning 
the championship. He wanted to be there. Had LeBron not wanted to be there, there would have been zero bubble during that year. Just trust me when I tell you that. So you can believe what you want to believe. There would have been zero bubble. But what about everybody else that went inside the bubble? He wanted the bubble. Okay, so that's why he won, because he wanted I, the I'll bubble. I'll tell y'all, this, this won't get, it won't get on the camera, so I'll tell y'all the whole story after we, we cut him off. That's fair. Right. And I, I'll say this, too. I'll tell I, you the, the whole story. The NBA ties that I have, which are probably not as deep as yours, they're more on the periphery, but on the, on the peripheral, but it's basically the same story. I mean, it corroborates that it was something that there was a lot of guys that were there that didn't want to be there. There were guys that thought they were cool with it, got there, and then realized they didn't want to be there because you're talking about what was basically like prison. They couldn't leave. People couldn't come in. Food was bad. Can I ask Hotel you was bad the whole night. The question. Yeah. The team that they played against in the Fifth bubble, seed. What did, what did they do the following year? Nothing. I, I'm going to ask you that one more time, Mark. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Nothing. You, uh, yeah. Nothing. One Fifth more, seed. Nothing. Okay, gotcha. So, right. is there anything you want to combat this with, or you just want to let no let emotion? That be? He gonna combat it with some emotions, some feelings. No, they won the Greg championship. There's no feelings. Man. No, the fact is, they won the they championship. Did, they did, they did, That's the did. fact. You feel you. you in fact, it's the antithesis. You feel yeah. like it shouldn't count because they were in a bubble. That's a feeling. That's an emotion. No, but then, you, then, you, then, then you went to the next season to go, with the Miami Heat. That's a feeling. That's not. That's a feeling that you had next year. What did? What did they do the following year? It doesn't, why, why are we talking about the next year? They won the title. Well, so, I, so his so his tenure in L.A. has no, no, already I'm been successful. I'm talking about man. His tenure there has already he's been successful. He's got three bad years and one good but year. But he already How's won a championship. So he that's already all, won so a championship. Ask, he went you? there to win a championship. So I'm add, this is the last he, question. Is it his fault? So if he won it this year instead of his second year, that would have made it better? So this okay. He so did this, it really quickly. That was okay, awesome. When he wasn't hurt. Can I ask his last question? Shannon was on LeBron payroll. You on LeBron. Oh, no. He a promise kid. see his He's a promise kid. Where's your bank account? No, no, no. I need your bank account. He's one of the promise kids. He goes back to Akron (laughs) and goes to school with the kids. The last question I have, because you are very adamant to me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's all he needed was a bike and an iPad. (laughs) You were very adamant about... Oh, if KD don't get hurt, if the injuries are not there, yeah, you know, you that know, that they win a championship. Why are those set of circumstances okay different in your mind of going? If this wouldn't happen, this would have happened. No, what you, what, what's the, the question? Why what's is the, the abnormality of no. the bubble itself, the 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 the, the uh, protracted but, season, the isolation in which they played in? How come those are no fans, when it's when it's no. LeBron and so? Oh, he won. Period. That's what it is. No questions, no factors in. But then when you go Toronto one, well, you now you want to talk about the factors. How is that different for you? Oh, it's just health, man. If everyone's healthy, that's that. Those are the factors. So someone, in the middle of a pandemic, a, so, the pandemic so, those, so those teams those were healthy. What those are you talking about those circumstances. T- Toronto won a championship with one of the with one of the best great. players Picking hurt. The reason why the reason why the Golden State were the Picking overwhelming favorites to win that season is because they thought because when you when you start the season you're looking at a healthy KD, a yeah. healthy Steph, and Ka- Kawhi didn't beat that. No, so, I, no, so, no, no, so you, not, so you asked me I why it. I devalue Kawhi's championship. No, no, no. Because I'm asking he beat no, no, no. Golden State. He did not beat their squad. I understand the question that I'm asking. I'm asking you, yeah, in that situation, question, you were willing to factor in extemporaneous things. It's that an were injury. Going, can I finish the question? Holy smokes. Extemporaneous factors around the game. Jesus. 
No, 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 no. What, you, what you're not going to do is say it's an extemporating. Uh, uh, so a, a global pandemic doesn't count as an extemporaneous factor? Did any of those dudes have COVID inside the bubble? They were in a bubble. So what, they were healthy in the bubble. Did they? Did, did, was anyone hurt? Did, 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 did anybody? Was anybody right. playing with, like, do help you me? Fa- do you, do, you who see, was hurt? You, look, look, who, hold on. What injury? Do you, fa- did, do you did, factor in that it was an extended <laughs> break? That no, there was no, a, you're, no. It was what extended, you're doing is, no, you're breaking from the family. Did everybody get the break? Just because did, everybody did, got it doesn't mean everybody no, responded no, the same. Yeah, but, that, but that's all, that's, can like, I, that's can, all can, we, can we can we kill yeah. this logical fallacy, right? So it's just a it's a terrible core. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Let me no, no, let me no, ask you this, no, no, right? No, no. Just Two because you have a mohawk, one, one at a time. You have a mohawk, and you think what you're saying is more back to you because you have a mohawk. We'll go to him and come back. This boy has a Rico Suave, and he's loving it. Rico. So because you were born in a household, right? That had a, a mother who was perhaps a drug addict, right? Oh my lord! And one becomes a doctor. One of the the offspring become a doctor. The other one becomes a crackhead or a drug dependent person. This is terrible. It, they were both in the same set of circumstances, but the way they viewed and the way it affected them was totally different. So to so to have a a, a to say that in the bubble, everybody was in the bubble. Everybody isn't affected the same. Exactly. Especially those who feel like they don't even really have a chance to win. They like, man, I'm trying to get out. Right. I know for a fact. I'm trying to get out. Right? So so again, we'll share that that information after the, the test. Yeah. Oh, Listen, stop that's it. And then well, we'll, one we'll one thing that. one thing that's absolutely well, clear born with a crackhead. One, one one thing that's absolutely the clear. The liver was affected by crack, is that so they couldn't drink. Dorian a. Lee will definitely be back on this show <laughs> to come in as we go through the playoffs. Will you please come back no, and, no, and do for, further for real, stuff man. with us? I, I, I'm, I'm back. Because this has been and an I'm amazing conversation. Bring, I'm going to bring a bottle of, 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 of vegetable oil so he can put in his hair <laughs> the entire time. Canola. And we can cook, Canola. We can cook chicken off this dude's head right now. We wrung his head out. I love <laughs> it. Nothing but chicken. I love it. Well, listen, um, like always, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for for checking in with our social media, which is Stat Lines Matter on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, you can uh, always check our stuff on YouTube. And what's your social media, too? And then also share your social media as well. uh, B-Ball 101 EPD. B-Ball 101 EPD. And then also Evolve Basketball app. If you have a kid or a player or if you're a player yourself and you're looking to uh, improve your game and, and get on the uh, put the building blocks together to take your game to the next level. You definitely want to uh, go check him out. Um, but listen, until next time, this is an amazing episode. I appreciate uh, Dorian for coming in here. Rob, great always job, great man. stuff, man. It's great stuff. Appreciate y'all. And uh, listen, I'm Mark Stewart. This is Rob Hunter. Our special guest, Dorian Lee. Appreciate it. This is Stat Lines Matter. Peace. Bye, boy. For games, say it to my face. Say it to my, say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my, say it to my face.